almost a little pissed off, you know, because, hey, it's not necessarily the guy who knows the most who wins. Mm -hmm. It's the guy who's known, not right. knows the most. Like, you have to be known in your market. Who has the most connections? Welcome to The Closing Table. You found a mastermind for real estate, mortgage, and pros from related industries with a commitment to reach more people, provide more value, and create a genuine rapport with clients, partners, and teammates. This is where the deal is done. It's time to take your seat at the closing table with your host, Brian Weiss. So I'm very excited about our guest today, Neil Dingra. Uh, you and I met through Rene Rodriguez yeah, right back in friend. April. Great guy. Um, and that was back, yeah, about four months ago. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting because you're in a management role, mm -hmm. and we normally talk to you know people in the LO and the realtor role and the, on the front lines. Yep. And you were like, "Hey, man, what's going on with all this content? How do I get going with that?" And so we just jammed about. And that. I think you were initially hesitant, like you didn't want me to come to Content Day. You're like, "I don't know, that's a no, little outside our wheelhouse." <laughs> no, I mean it was just like normally we normally talk to people who are yep. like, "Hey, I want to get more business. I want to build my brand." But honestly, it works better for people in management because you have more ways to win. It translates very well. Yeah, right? so you I've can build. A ton. Yeah, and what's cool is like, I've just seen you. Just the more people talking about you, mm -hmm. you know, and you just started. I mm -hmm. mean, you just have this little bit of presence that you've just kind of tapped into, mm -hmm. and just people treat you better. I'm sure you've noticed. Yeah. You have more recognition, more awareness more about brand. Which, it's yeah, all about it's personal. Just, brand. It's all about brand. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's cool to see that spot you're on in the industry. Right. Right. So if we could back up a half a step. So yeah. loan officer for a number of years, and you made this shift. When did this whole shift to digital media and marketing happen for you? That, was that three years ago? Yeah. So I was in the industry for, you know, whatever, 19 years, 18 years. But I think that's not even relevant because a lot of the years I'm just repeating the same year. Mm, yes. So yes, I've accumulated experiences and knowledge, but I was starting to get kind of almost a little pissed off, you know, because, hey, it's not necessarily the guy who knows the most who wins. Mm -hmm. It's the guy who's known, not right. knows the most. Like, you have to be known in your market. Who has the most connections? So mm -hmm. somebody who's not even as good as you is getting more business because they're just out there more. And I wasn't the guy. marketer. Yeah, and <laughs> I wasn't out there shaking hands in, in the good old boys club or, you know. So I just figured, hey, how do I, um, what's another way? What's something that I could do that's different than everybody else? And I saw content was a way to differentiate yourself in your market. And I also saw that that was maybe the future of where things were headed. And our industry is always late to adopt any technology or new trends. It's very traditional. You just seen how rapidly technology has affected other industries and mortgage and real estate have always been kind of stuck in tradition, which is actually, there's some good parts about that because it is a very uh, individual business where relationships matter. Yes. So I was just trying to figure out a way, how do you scale relationships? Mm -hmm. Like, how do you scale the number of people who know about you and trust you? Mm -hmm. Because that's the game at the end of the day, right? I'm not trying to compete with Rocket Mortgages and, and uh, Zillow and all that because that, they're playing a different game. Mm -hmm. They're internet you know, marketers. Right. So individuals can play a different game, which is what we talked about, personal brand. Mm -hmm. So I didn't know all the, how it was going to pan out, but I just started seeing people who were doing this on social media and saying, hey, man, you really got to put content out. You got to put a con people like Gary Vee people who are kind of early adopters in our industry. Mm -hmm. There's conferences that were put on for video marketing. Uh, you know, this company, BombBomb, that does the video, one-to-one -one video. They would yeah. hold an event every year and talk about people who are crushing it in video. Mm -hmm. And so this was kind of early days, like 2018. I just saw that stuff. I'm like, shit, you know what? I'm going to try it. So I went to a conference, which was about business and marketing. And the guy who was hosting the conference was like, hey, man, you should make a video while you're here. And I was like, well, shit, what am I going to do on a video? Like, 
I don't know. I think I, remember, I saw that yeah. video. Is it still on your website? It might be. Yeah, it's on yeah. YouTube, maybe. But uh, uh, okay. it was the first video I ever did, and it was supposed to be an event highlight or like a vlog, mm-hmm. which is the probably the hardest type of content to make because it's all on you. Mm-hmm. So luckily, I found a really good video guy who still works with us to this day, and he helped me put together just like a highlight. Mm-hmm. And it was like, hey, guys, I'm at this event. Here's what I learned. You know, here's why I'm here. And it was it was really bad. Like I was bad on camera. He did a great job of editing. So I'm in it the least amount as possible. <laughs> I mean, I probably said like three lines in the video, but that was my first experience. And even then I saw, hey man, that's great. Love the content. Like started more conversations with people when I posted that. Mm-hmm. And then I started to do more informational topics over time, just teaching people, answering basic questions that I would get from clients, just trying to like put information out there. Mm-hmm. These videos were terrible for the first year. Like, you know, I couldn't really view myself on camera, just kind of fumbling through it. I tried all these different strategies. Like at one point I was doing videos highlighting parts of the community. Mm-hmm. That's more of a realtor's kind of thing, but I was doing it just to try it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I tried all kinds of things, found out what works. And for me, what worked was I have a ton of information to share. I'm going to put it out there, but do it in in my own way, be right. myself. Right. And at some point it just kind of clicked and I started to get more results. So even doing bad video, I was getting some results, which kept me in the game. Mm-hmm. And then when I started to get better, I saw this kind of hockey stick growth. Well, and I think not too long ago, just a few years ago, doing video was a huge thing and it got you a lot of exposure. Yeah. But now we need to do video in the correct way. Correct. Which yeah. is why when I was talking to Renee, I said, you know, it's not, I'm not a young guy anymore, so it's not second nature to me. Yeah. So we need to figure this thing out quickly. Who's my go-to person? And he immediately said you. And yeah, you're spot on. Like the novelty of video is gone, right? right. There's a ton of content out there. There's... I don't know how many, every fraction of a second a new video is uploaded from somewhere, somebody or somewhere. So there's just a fire hose of content coming at the user. So we have to do it better. Mm-hmm. We have to be, how do we capture attention? Mm-hmm. So for me, it came down, it's almost like a video game. Like what word should we start these videos with? How should we optimize? How do we keep people on the video? Like improve retention? Uh, how do we get more reach? Like how do the algorithms work? And I really kind of dug into the data part of it mm-hmm. to figure out how this stuff all works so that way I could reach more people. Because it's going to take you the same amount of time to create the content. But what if you could reach more people with the content? You know, By doing it the right way exactly. versus just doing it. Because a lot of, yeah. I remember I, I said this at one point to somebody, like I feel like I've been running in this industry for years, but I didn't realize it was running in the same place. Mm. So I was stuck at a ceiling of income mm-hmm. and I didn't have a strategy that was scalable, uh, that was asymmetric. So you talk about symmetric opportunity versus asymmetric opportunity. Mm-hmm. Anybody who's built a business or gotten to any level of wealth has some at some point switched the game to an asymmetric opportunity. So symmetric is how most people play. Buy leads, put in this effort, get this result. Mm-hmm. So it's it's symmetrical. Manual. Yeah. It's or, like here, you yeah. put in this, you get this. Yeah. And if I put in this, I'll get this. And it just moves at the same kind of rate. Mm-hmm. And there's time and money invested and this is the return. And that's how most people think in this industry. It was always how to get the next deal. And I got tired of that game because it feels like you're just running and you never can get to the next level. Now you could scale it with more LOs and build systems. And I know people who have done incredibly well with that. Mm-hmm. So the way I scaled it was switch to an asymmetric opportunity, which is build your personal brand, put out content. Mm-hmm. What's the return on that? could be zero. could be millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. could be tens of millions of dollars, depending on how you leverage it. So there's no upside, meaning you put in this effort and the upside is literally unlimited. Mm-hmm. It just depends on how good you are at it mm-hmm. and uh, how you leverage it, like how to use it to get more. So I started to see, hey, there's there's a lot of upside here. This is a cool thing. It's like investing in freaking Bitcoin when it was early days, or right. investing in certain stocks, or like Tesla or something. You know, long time ago, like your return isn't capped; it's literally unlimited. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I was like hooked on the uh, 
growth. And then I started to see my business grow. So I went from like mid six figures to multiple seven figures of income. <laughs> and a lot of people would say, hey, that's because of low rates. Well, then why didn't everybody else make that much money? <laughs> right? You didn't have a system to capture attention. Mm -hmm. You didn't have enough, a way to generate enough business and awareness in your market. So, you know, this business, like, you know, peaks and valleys all the time. All the time. And yeah. then when you're in these peaks, some people make a crazy amount of money. They capture that opportunity mm -hmm. because they have the teams, the systems, the marketing. Mm -hmm. And some people have done it with no video, but they've just built a huge reputation over decades. Mm -hmm. I wasn't out there as much, so I, I was playing from behind. So the way I caught up to those people in terms of earnings was by doing content. It literally got me a decade's worth of awareness inside of 12 months. That's incredible. So it's, incredible. it's the same game, but it's just on steroids. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's basically the same game that everyone's playing, which is shaking hands, making relationships. Mm -hmm. I'm just making relationships while I'm sleeping. Right. While we're talking mm -hmm. here, somebody's watching a video. Yep. So You're then making I'm, relationships online. Right? Yeah. And so I just caught up to a lot of the guys who are at the top level of the mortgage industry in mm -hmm. terms of earnings because of doing content. You know, there's definitely been a trend over the last several years and a lot of people trying to figure out how to do this. And you figured it out. But we used to talk a lot about our database, right? Yeah. And maintaining our CRM. Now I think we need so much more than a database. We need a following, right, in yeah. order to create scale. Yeah, so you talk about you got a database. People know, like, and trust you. Mm -hmm. That's your sphere of influence. Mm -hmm. People who have worked with you in the past, clients, referral partners. Mm -hmm. This is your sphere. And you're supposed to build, you know, ask your sphere for business, nurture them, stay in contact with them. Mm -hmm. At some point, if you want to go to the next level or if you get into a tight market, you need more than what your sphere can refer you. Okay. Because people only need you once every five to seven years. We right. got a little spoiled previously because everybody needed a refi. Mm -hmm. Plus, they were buying homes. Plus, it was the most popular thing in the country to buy real estate. Like, it was just all the things combined. Yes. 2020, perfect 2021, storm. perfect storm. <laughs> everybody wants what you're selling. Mm -hmm. And the product you're selling has never been cheaper. Mm -hmm. Like, it was just a, a free for all. Right. Now you're into a market where it's the exact opposite of that. Revis are gone. There's a ton the product, of competition, right? The product you're selling has become a little expensive, mm -hmm. right? Higher rates. Mm -hmm. And pri home prices have pulled back, but not much. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's it's just less people. Mm -hmm. So in that market, you need more than what these people can refer you. Right. Because they only need you once every five to seven years. So the the strategy that big brands use and big companies use is they build a massive top of the funnel, mm -hmm. meaning more awareness. So what you, like what you talked about, following. So the reason to build a following is because now you have a community. And I would say it's better to build a community, not just followers. Because followers, okay. you know, come and go, whatever. Maybe you don't even talk to them. And they could be the value of a follower or a subscriber has continuously declined. Okay. Because they're just there's no there's no value there unless you're talking to people. So when you build a community, community when you say community, you're talking about people you're actively having conversations with or yeah. at least know on some level online. Correct. Right? So those are people that message you when they have a question. Yep. These are people who watch your videos, and maybe they don't talk to you every day or every month for that, but they leave a comment once in a while, and you talk to them. Mm -hmm. And it's just a passive way to stay top of mind with many, many more people. Mm -hmm. So now your sphere is like 10, 20 times bigger, exponentially mm -hmm. bigger. Mm -hmm. So now the number of people who know, like, and trust you is so big that at some point you're catching people in that once every five to seven years, or somebody they know is in that period and they think of you first, so now they refer you. Mm -hmm. So what works really well is now you have a following, you have a lot of people, I call it like a tent. So you have a tent, we're trying to get people into this tent. Mm -hmm. How many people in there do we need to transact with us on an annual basis in order to be really successful? Not that many, we're in a high margin business. Mm -hmm. So if I can bring 10,000 people into my tent, right? 
I need like what, 50, 100, 150 to be at the top level of this industry. Right. That's what you need, right? So most people have a couple hundred people on their tent. Some people have like 20 people on their tent. Uh -huh. So now you're like, you're beating a dead horse. What do you, like how, <laughs> you can ask all day, you yeah. can make the calls all day, but there, there, there's not enough people in the, in the room. Mm -hmm. So we need to fill like the room first. And now when I say, hey, there's this new program that helps buyers, it's called the 2-1 buy-down. You know, it's really helping clients in today's market because mm -hmm. it lowers your rate. There's people like, I'd like information on that. So you're getting DMs after yeah, DMs so like, when you post that. Exactly. <laughs> so then not all those are deals, but there's right. conversations happening. And I just know this for sure. The more people you're having conversations with, the more business you're going to get. Right. Right. So, so you're having conversations game. with those people. And whether it's a deal today or a deal from a year from now, it still costs you very little effort to get that conversation. Yeah, and then that same conversation has other people that they know that may need information, right? So they're sharing your content, Correct. they're so you're passing your name along. You're trying to make yourself valuable, not just in the middle of a transaction. So most realtors and lenders are only valuable when you're ready to buy a home mm -hmm. or when you're in the process of buying a home. Mm -hmm. Some lenders, the only time you're valuable is when somebody gets into contract because now you can give a rate quote. Mm -hmm. Other than that, they don't need rate quotes because they're not buying a house. Mm -hmm. So that's like literally the bottom of the very tip of the bottom of the funnel. Okay. And everybody participates there. But let's just say, for example, you move a little bit of ways up. Those are people who are 30, 60, 90 days out, maybe six months out, then 12 months out. Mm -hmm. So how many people do you talk to or are aware of you there? For most people in the industry, not that much. Mm -hmm. So let's just say we have a lot of people that are aware of us who are a year out, two years out. Or they may know somebody, mm -hmm. and then now, you're, yeah, you're just going to get more business there, or you know, they're just going to think of you as a resource, even though they're not in the process of buying a house. So we need to become valuable in between the period of time when somebody needs us. I think that's the missing piece, and that's what big brands do with ads and brand and market. Mm -hmm. Like everybody knows Zillow, they know the brand, whether or not you like them or not is another story. But so many people know them. Yeah, I was shocked to see this, Brian. Everybody talks shit about Quicken Loans, Rocket Mortgage. Mm -hmm. Why is Rocket Mortgage the number one lender in the country? <laughs> and then everyone's like, oh, that was just because of refis. Wait till we go to a purchase market. They're still number they're one. Still, yeah, they're doing very well. And their well rates the are market. worse. Yep. And their service is worse. Mm -hmm. And the product is the same, whatever. But it's more expensive. And you're getting it from a guy in a call center. Mm -hmm. And is Why? it because they're just so much better at building brand, brand online? Yeah, yeah, like they spent a decade putting out building their brand. Mm -hmm. So now people think of Rocket Mortgage. They sponsored, you know, event after event, Super Bowl, Super Bowl after, after Super Bowl, Bowl yeah. freaking bowl game after bowl <laughs> game. And you saw you just saw the TV ads running for years. And now people just have that awareness. Mm -hmm. So you can't compete at that level. Not sponsor we're not going to sponsor the uh freaking Rose Bowl. But what we could do <laughs> is compete on a regional level on the internet. On a local level, right? Because we not even local, it could be regional or okay. national, but it's okay. in a different field. Okay. They do not have a rep in Reno, Nevada that knows the market and is putting out content and is a thought leader. Got it. They don't have a guy in Michigan or wherever you're wherever people are at, like in their in their markets. Mm -hmm. That's you. It's an individual, it's a personal brand who knows a lot about this industry. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's necessarily like David versus Goliath. It's like a totally different playing field. It's a different game. Yeah. And so you can compete there. But I just thought that was interesting because a lot of people talk crap about those big brands, but they're beating us. Mm -hmm. They're taking market share. Mm -hmm. So it's something people should pay attention to. Yep. Something we should all pay attention to. Yeah, right? and, they, and mean, those were businesses that weren't even there a decade ago. Right. So they took from our pie. Right. With technology and, and marketing. So that's the big question that we all know now we need to make this shift into digital marketing. You started several years ago and built an amazing brand online. 
what if I'm starting today? Yeah. Like, what would you say to the loan officer that says, I have no idea where to start? What should I, what are my baby yeah. steps? Well, first, take away the idea that this doesn't work. It works if you do, if you work. Mm-hmm. It, it will work. But the problem that most people do is they don't give it enough time or they do it wrong. So how do we fix that? Well, there's a few things you could do. So first thing is, realize this works. Don't worry about what everybody else is doing. Most of your competitors are terrible. Mm-hmm. You'd be surprised how easy it is to beat people if you just tried. Mm-hmm. Like the bar is low. Most realtors and lenders suck. <laughs> They're lazy. They don't market themselves. Blah blah. There's a few people who get most results. Mm-hmm. Like what is the stat? Like normal market, it's like 80, 20, 20% of the people do 80% of the business. Right. In today's market, 10% of the people are doing 90% of the business. The rest of the people are struggling. And that's probably in real estate and mortgage right now, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. So in that case, like why, what are the 10% doing differently? Are they much smarter people? Are they better looking? Sometimes, maybe a little. <laughs> but for the most part, they're just, the person. they're just doing something. Right. And the other people are doing nothing or very little. Mm-hmm. So let's just say this is your strategy because it works really well and it gets you there faster. So you deciding to do something, do it consistently. What type of content can you put out on the internet? You just need to answer questions and start your videos going straight into value because most people start with long introductions, things like that, or they do too long of a content for the platform that they're posting on. So mm-hmm. for example, let's just say I want to make, I'll just give you guys a basic example. Let's say you want to make a video about FHA versus conventional financing. Kind of boring, but it's useful, mm-hmm. especially if someone's about to buy a house. That video on YouTube does well. It will work for the next year, three years. You just make the video, you talk about the differences, you give all the information. Maybe it's eight minutes long. Great content, and it and it works for many years to come. Mm-hmm. You can just make it once, it will work for you. On social media, that video is dead. Nobody will watch it. Why? Yeah. Because it's, it's too, too long, long and it's boring. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we give that niche topic broad appeal? Niche topics are good on YouTube, not good on social media. So on you, on social media... Uh, and this is excluding YouTube Shorts because YouTube Shorts is just like social. Mm-hmm. It's like their new thing. Mm-hmm. But for social, how would you get to watch that video? We would start that video. We'd make a short video of it, and we'd start really with one good hook to start it off. So at the end of the day, what is an FHA loan? It's a tool to buy a house. Mm-hmm. Does anybody give a shit about the mortgage or the FHA? They care about the house. Right. So it's a tool to buy a house. So let's talk about what they're going to get from using this product, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So... Here's a tool to help you buy a home when you don't have a lot of money. Or here's how you can buy a home even if you don't have a large down payment. Mm-hmm. It's called the FHA loan. This is a government program that was put out there to help first-time buyers. And it helps you get into a property with very little money out of your pocket. Mm-hmm. Here's an example. Boom. Or here's how my client bought this house with only $14,000. It's called the FHA loan. And then you get into it. So you lead with the, attention lead with the uh, <laughs> thing that they want. Mm-hmm. Then you can get into what's the product and all this. People lead with the product. The product is boring. It's, right. Or it's, so nobody watches it. Yeah, so or it's a So you start with the short form content to point to the longer. Yeah, video, so right? this would be a 30, 40 second thing. It's going to yeah. get way more reach because like here's a tool to help you buy a house. Here's how this person bought this even with this. Here's how you can buy a home even if you don't have a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It's called the FHA loan. Okay, then you get into it. Cool. Now you've got some people that are interested. People would find that video valuable even if they're buying a home two years from now, even if they're not even interested in buying a home because they're like, well, I think I might be buying someday. I'm going to save this video. Mm-hmm. I'm going to share this video. I'm going to follow this guy for when I do want to buy a home. So now you're building that top of the building funnel awareness. Community. Yeah. yeah. So now you start there. And now we could do this three times a week. The way you do it is you sit down, you make all these lists of ideas, and then you shoot a bunch of videos. Yep. And then now you've got batch batches of videos that you could use for the next month two months, whatever, you know? So I typically will create 
two, three weeks worth of content in one sitting. Okay. You could do it on a podcast like this, mm -hmm. chop it up. Now you've got all the content. Mm -hmm. Say you and I just talked about different programs to help buyers today. Mm -hmm. In there would be 10 videos that we could each chop Ten up. short form videos, yeah. right? The whole seconds. long video could go on YouTube. That's right. fine. Yep. Maybe it gets, and you have to realize the metrics are totally different. If you get a couple hundred people to watch on YouTube, that's a great success mm -hmm. because those are people that are watching you for 10, 20, 10 minutes, you know, mm -hmm. eight, 10 minutes. Social media, it's a few seconds. Mm -hmm. So the value of you on long form is way more. Okay. So you don't need as many views on YouTube to win. On Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok, you got to be quick. YouTube shorts. Yeah, YouTube shorts. You just want to be quick to the point and lead with the benefit to them. Because everyone's watching, like, you know, just scrolling. Mm -hmm. And they're like, "What? why should I stop my thumb? Because I've noticed on your, on your YouTube channel, your longer form videos do get hundreds of views, some cases thousands. But on your short form video on Instagram, TikTok, so forth, it's tens of thousands of views. Yeah. And it just shows you, you know, the value of, you know, doing the short form content to grab their attention. Yeah, so you think about Instagram, social media as disposable content, mm -hmm. meaning like, don't put it on a pedestal. You still need a minimum level of quality, but you don't want to like, spend all day you know trying to create the perfect video because mm -hmm. it's 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 going to have a low lifespan mm -hmm. it lasts for you know initial run sometimes you get a second run and that's it mm -hmm. and then it's gone people aren't searching up your video that you posted last year on instagram it's mm -hmm. there's not even a search feature it's just buried at the bottom of your thing it's cool to have it there to show your journey and your history so someone can scroll down and see oh this guy's been doing video for a long time mm -hmm. but on youtube for example when you search fha versus conventional one of our students has a video that comes up and she's had that video come up for years. Mm -hmm. So every week she's getting a few new people into her funnel and they're watching that video for five, 10, 15 minutes. So that's a cool thing that just kind of works. It has a long shelf life, could be years. I have okay. videos on YouTube that have gotten views. I have one video where I was trying to highlight a community and the realtors in my market didn't believe it worked. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna go make that video with the realtor and let's let's show them it works. Okay. So we went to a Toll Brothers place. I was at the time really bad on camera, so I just said, "Hey man, will you just walk through and tell me about the house, and I'll just follow you mm -hmm. as if I'm a buyer." He's like, "Cool, I'll so film it." Model I'll home for yeah. Toll Brothers. I'll okay. produce it. I'll do the whole thing. So this guy, <laughs> my buddy Mike, he's walking through the house. Hey Neil, so this is a great model. Check out this. Check out this. We walk through. Mm -hmm. I post that video on YouTube. This is three years ago. That video has generated six figures in revenue. Over time, it's only got like 3,000 views over that three-year period. But uh -huh. what's cool is if you search right now on Google, Toll Brothers Reno, Nevada video, I'll come up one or number one or two organic for free <laughs> because the <laughs> agents in my market don't want to make that video. So then I was thinking, well, here's proof it works, guys. Go do it. Go do it with all the communities. Mm -hmm. And then people, we're in a market in Nevada where a lot of people are relocating to the state. So if you're fortunate enough to be in a state that people were moving to, like a lot of incoming migration, mm -hmm. You should create this content because people are searching it up. Yep. Like and we want searching it from anywhere in the country, like wherever they're coming yeah. from. Just example, like we wanted to maybe buy a second home. We decided not to, whatever. But during COVID, like, you know, people wanted to buy vacation homes. So we're like searching up, what's it like to be in this community? Mm -hmm. Like, what are the homes like? What are the schools? Like, what's the vibe neighborhood? What if there's a guy who made that video? Mm -hmm. You know, would he earn your trust? Mm -hmm. Probably, you know, then you that you can put calls to action. I was so dumb, I didn't even put a call to action and I still made money. <laughs> you should put a call to action on those YouTube videos, like mid-roll. Like, and by the way, guys, I'm a local agent here in Reno, Nevada, or I'm a local lender here. If you have any questions about anything or you want to look at even other communities, feel free to reach out. My number and my information is in the description. And then it cuts back to the video. Just a quick 10-second blurb. 
And then you do that again at the end. Again, guys, if you have any questions or you want to look at other communities, feel free to reach out. There's a link in the bio, in the description. You just gave me a great idea. I mean, why yeah. wouldn't you go around to different communities in the Chicagoland area where I'm from, partner with real estate agents who will do most of the talking about the communities? Yeah. So for and, a lender and, who's listening to this and they're like, yeah, I'm too shy, I suck on video. Dude, <laughs> go to this video. It's, it's embarrassing for me because it's three and a half years ago and I look like an idiot. But... I don't say a word in the video. Uh-huh. I just literally he does watch, all the it's, talking. I'm, it's on my channel. <laughs> he got business from it too, but like, I was just like, dude, let me just try this. Mm-hmm. I'm always shocked at people. Like, do you want more business? Do you want to be more successful? Why don't you try anything? Right. Like, what? What's the deal? Like, do you really want success? Because if you don't is. do anything it's, different, nothing's going to change. So we got to try yeah. something different. Try something. It's got to be fear of failure, right? It's like, but what was what the failure? Do don't. What's my cost? My opportunity right. cost was like, I spent an hour with Mike. It was a buddy of mine at a house. Right. Okay, that was easy. Mm-hmm. Took me another uh, 700 bucks. I paid a video guy to shoot and edit that video. Okay. $750 plus an hour of my time. Once I got the video back, it took me 20 minutes to fumble through posting it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Done. For years, it'll work for you. <laughs> you just hired an employee <laughs> on the internet to work for you for the next three to four years. For what? A thousand bucks total? And ROI is exponential, right? Hey, you need, one, you need one deal uh-huh. to make that thing ROI positive. You mm-hmm. think that... One of the 3,000 people who viewed that video reached out. Yeah, maybe I think 12 or 14 reached out mm-hmm. over time. Yep. So, yeah, to your point, what if you did that 14 times over the 14 <laughs> community areas? Right, right. And what if you posted those and you had your description correct and you did a few things to optimize it? There's tags and there's all these little technical details we can get into, but whatever. Let's just say you did that and you put the calls to action in every video, mid-roll mm-hmm. and at the end of the roll. And it pops up during the thing on the text. Questions, see the link in the description. And you're just constantly pushing people there. Like you would become that person. And then you might say, well, there's a guy doing that already. There's more than enough view- people on YouTube. There's billions of people watching videos, you know? Right. So you can create your version of it. And you might be better than the, the algorithm might rank your video higher than that guy's. Right. Plus there's enough views for both of you. Right. Plus somebody may like the way you talk versus somebody else's talks. Exactly. Or your video could be a little bit better quality. So there's all kinds of things you can do, but it is definitely not saturated because our industry has been slow to adopt this strategy. Mm-hmm. So there's still plenty of room, and we are in a sweet spot right now because there's a shift in the market. There's also a shift in the platforms. So okay. social media platforms are pushing short-form content. Mm-hmm. So you have free reach on social media with these short videos. <laughs> so I think like YouTube's a established platform. has been around for I don't know how long, but... That is a tried and true thing you can always do. Mm-hmm. It will work. But on social, Facebook, Instagram, they're really pushing reels, short videos, because they're behind TikTok. Mm-hmm. So that's the opportunity. If I was to tell, if someone's like, well, where should I start? You've told me 12 things. Just start with Instagram reels because mm-hmm. you're going to get more reach. Mm-hmm. And those same videos can go on TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Instagram, so and you YouTube can Shorts. Do it once and just keep, yeah. keep using it. And then even if you didn't post them everywhere, if you just post them on Instagram, you would still get results. So it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's not that complicated. So I do have a funny TikTok story for you. I have refused to get, to get a TikTok account for yeah. months and months and months. My buddy Mark made me a deal. He said, if you, if you let me start the account for you, I'll do the reels, the content that I was doing with your group. I'll, we'll take the reels we've already made and we'll, and post, we'll it post it on TikTok. There, yeah. Yep, posted it on TikTok. He started following people for me. Like He ran the whole thing. 30 days in, I got a lead. Somebody nice. wanted a pre- pre-approval. I talked to her. She wanted to buy a house in Colorado. It was like a legitimate lead. 
Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it happens it more even if you. And then the, I haven't got as much from TikTok as I have from Instagram because Instagram we have stories, mm. and you can prompt people to reach out to you. You can tell them, "Hey, I have this new program. Reach out to me if you're interested." And then people reach out to you. Okay. So I get way. There's a that what you just said happens, and it happens to me all the time, but it happens way more if you prompt people. If you prompt. So people. there's a lot of and people from Instagram more specifically on that platform. Yeah, because more it's so easier. Than TikTok. Yeah, and you could do it on TikTok, but you would do it in a real in an actual TikTok video. So you'd be like, bring all these people in. You'd make a video that isn't necessarily going to get a lot of views, but it's more of a call to action. Mm -hmm. It's like, hey, we have this new program. If you're interested in learning more, you know, shoot me a message. Okay. There's all kinds of ways you can prompt people because there's a lot of people in the audience who never reach out to you. Right. So I don't care how many followers you have, five followers, 50, freaking 5,000, 50,000. There's going to be somebody there who's interested in learning more about working with you or buying a property, they'll never reach out to you. They won't reach out unless they just don't you even comment. prompt them to yes, reach out. A simple right. prompt okay. of like, okay. hey, if it's a goal of yours to buy a home this year, there's some new things that would really help you. DM me, and I'm happy to, you know, or I'm doing a free webinar, Zoom, mm -hmm. or I'm hosting a little event where I'll teach, I'll answer all your questions and show you these programs. Mm -hmm. People show up, and then from there you have your deals. Okay. So we know this is ever evolving, right? The digital yeah. media platform is always evolving and you've you know, cracked the code, you're doing great now. What are you looking at for the future? Like what's next that, uh, that you're working on? Yeah, so the game has changed a little bit. It's like I said earlier, it's not just about trying to build a bunch of followers and subscribers. It's more about a real community. Mm -hmm. So you wanna have more conversations with people. That's the game because like I said, the algorithms are always changing. Mm -hmm. So they show your content to fewer and fewer people as time goes on because they want to maximize dollars. Mm -hmm. They want to take paid media versus earned media. But there's a shift recently that a lot of people are going through, which is the ads don't work as well on social, but earned media does, which is why you see influencers will be paid by brands to feature their content mm. because they have a trusted audience. Okay, So that's the way to really tap into new markets is mm -hmm. collaborations. For example, today, there's a guy who hasn't, who's been doing a podcast in the, in the real estate space for years. Mm -hmm. I asked him how I could provide value to his audience and him, and I, like, how could I help? He said, well, maybe you could do an episode where you talked about your expertise here and here, or, or a strategy that would help my audience get deals. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, cool, I bring value to him. Now I just introduce myself to all of his people because I'm tapping into that shared audience. So the game is kind of always changing, but right now that's a way you can innovate is to use uh, collaborations okay, uh, with other people who already have an audience. It's right, like, so um, you can tap into their audience yes. and double your audience just by but you have association. To yeah, but you have to be good at something or provide value. Right. And right. in the beginning, it could be that you're just really good and knowledgeable at these certain programs. Mm -hmm. Like you could say, I'm the absolute expert on jumbo financing. Mm -hmm. Well, who said that? Neil? Well, I fucking said it. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> who cares? Like, there's right. no there's no rating agency is going to call your bluff. Just be like, dude, I, I put in the work and I know this program better than anybody. Mm -hmm. And a worst case, another LO on your market is like, no, I don't know. Well, you didn't say it. Mm -hmm. No, you're asleep. So <laughs> anyways, you put that information out there and I'm happy to host a class on this. I'm happy to jump on your guys' Zoom call for 10 minutes and tell all your agents about this because it's really helping clients get more deals in escrow. Or it's really helping agents get more deals. So then now you put that information out there and you become a resource. Mm -hmm. You keep doing that. I've spoken to more people this week than most uh, my competitors will speak to the whole year. <laughs> Just because I keep asking how I can help. Right. First of all, you have to have a strategy or you have to have the information. 
now that you have it, help offer offer that to other people for free, no expectation of return, mm-hmm. and then do it. Now you do it in a smart way mm-hmm. because you know that if I tell you about this great program, there's going to be questions. Right. If there's going to be questions, there's conversation. Conversation. Right. Then I have the chance to now take it, but I don't need to like throw a a really hard call to action in that thing because I can do it afterwards. You know, because right. people are going to have questions. So it's give, 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 ask. ask. Yeah. Right. So most people are just asking without any giving first, mm-hmm. which is why the asks don't work. So there's another strategy of just asking a fuckload of people, <laughs> and that is a hard road. Right. That's knocking doors. That's cold calling. Cold calling. And right. it works. Everything works if you if you work. But I just I just I'm tired of that game, and it's hard. I don't like talking to people who don't want to talk to me. Mm-hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, everyone's been treated poorly in this industry by somebody at some point. And that's the part that makes you not like this job, is being treated like a vendor. So it's more like attraction marketing versus yeah. uh, cold caller or you know chasing people. Yeah, you yeah. just get more respect this way. Yeah. So that's the thing. And then, yeah, like you said, three months from now, there'll be something new that I'm tapping into. Maybe the short-form content is down, mm-hmm. and now they're promoting this. So you just kind of roll with the punches. I, a year or two ago, we weren't even making vertical videos. We were primarily making horizontal videos for social. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised today that we're you know a couple of years into vertical video. The platform has told us multiple times, I don't know, 100 times, if you make vertical video, we will show your video to more people. That's what Instagram says. And just today, I see other people, realtors, posting horizontal video. Horizontal. And it's got the big black bars at the bottom of the top. <laughs> and they're, you just... They want you to use the full screen because mm-hmm. it's more immersive and you get more views. Right. So they're trying. You just have to follow along, and they'll give you guidance along the way. Uh, we have a group that we host. You know, a couple hundred LOs where we stay on top of this stuff for them, mm-hmm. and we give them scripts and things like that because the things are always changing. Right. Yeah. So I mean, just get into those kinds of groups, stay on top of what you're doing, and you'll start to see what works, what doesn't work, mm-hmm. and then you just do more more things that work. Yep. yep. That's the game. All right, so you bring up an interesting point. You talked about your group. So when I met you, I did your content day, yeah. right? I did uh, went to your large event, 750 people, your forward event, yeah. and then I joined your mastermind. So I'm all in You've done all, all things, things yeah. Neil. Yeah. But uh, if you could maybe tell us, just to wrap this up, tell us about your offerings and what you're doing to serve your community. Yeah, so I got a bunch of people over the years reaching out with questions and all this, and I would put out content on it, but... Uh, I couldn't keep up with the amount of people asking for stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to make something. And then I put it off for a year. Finally, put something together where we have a community. It, it teaches you how to do everything we're doing from start to finish. Then also, we have calls, like group Zoom calls, where we go over what's changing. We also write scripts. So that's called uh, Neil's Content Accelerator. Mm-hmm. That's an online group that anybody can join throughout the year. Mm-hmm. It's an annual program. Um, so that's the first step. And then... Like you just said, we have an event that we host every summer in Las Vegas called the Forward Event. Uh, we have speakers come in. It's all about growing your business and marketing. And we and bring you had in an amazing speaker lineup. Like, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, May we, and Gary V and and yeah. Bradley. So we try and bring in like people who are gonna <laughs> people maybe that our industry hasn't heard from traditionally, mm-hmm. and maybe people from outside of the mortgage and real estate space because a lot of times being a good marketer is just. You know, good business it's advice. Good for any industry. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And mm-hmm. we can learn from outside of our industry. I've learned the most from people outside the mortgage space, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we bring in speakers. Uh, we all get together. So that's once a year. And, you know, you can go to forwardevent.com to learn about that. But these programs that I do, Content Day, Online Group, uh, it's all at forwardacademy.com. Forwardacademy.com. Perfect. Yep. And perfect. You, can, you can find out about all this stuff. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I appreciate you, brother. Thanks yeah. for taking the time to do this today. No and, problem, man. Uh, 
Uh, yeah, you flew all the way out here from yeah. where? Where did you fly from today? From uh, Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. yeah, I came in from Chicago. It's a. It's not an easy flight from Chicago. Like we have you, a direct here now. No, you don't. I don't oh, think so. I missed it. I checked all the airlines. I had to fly through Phoenix. Oh, nice. Okay. Way home, Phoenix too. But it's worth it. I'm excited to do the content day again and uh, learn even more. Awesome, man. Thanks for being here. You bet. Appreciate it. Follow The Closing Table everywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you found value here, invite a colleague or friend who could benefit from a visit too. To connect with Brian, visit connectwithbw.com. We'll see you next time at The Closing Table with Brian Weiss.